Let's have a venti, a show where we vent about our life, concerns, and social issues. So take a seat and have a sip with us. And how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Celeste just visited my town. Yes, Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's a running theme. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, today I wanted to talk about your new book, Stars in Transit. Ooh. Where did the title of the book come from? So I, so I have like a, I guess you would call it like an art house. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, a la House of Gaga. Um, yeah. Oh, or the factory, like Andy Warhol. And it's called um, mm-hmm. House of Etoile, which is French for House of Stars. So everything I do um, in my like writing and poetry collections and things like that, the, it always involves stars in some instance. Um, And so I, like, long story short, it involves a lot of characters going on, I guess you would say, like, kind of cosmic journeys. Um, And so I kind of wanted to tie in the stars in with uh, transit, because I'm like, I really like romanticize like, like trains and things like that for some reason. Um, And so that's kind of where the title came from. Ooh, I've never heard of a romanticization. I'm pretty sure I messed that word up. Oh, no, you said it right. Of, um, oh, oh, yay. Um, well, I've never heard of anyone so into trains, but I think that's a really interesting um, motif. Yeah, I love a good train. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so what's so inspired to you to write this and where did it come where the idea come from? So, so this is actually a really weird story. So, so from the time, mm-hmm. well, I, I guess I could say, as long as I've can remember, I've had this like memory or dream or something like that that I was in that I was like climbing this pyramid with my friend, and um, in this memory or dream or whatever it was, I was an adult, but I remember this from mm-hmm. the time I was like four or five years old. And so I used to ask my mom, I was like, have we ever, have we ever been to Mexico? She's like, no. I was like, that's so weird because, you know, like I had this such strong memory. And so, Mm -hmm. um, cut to many, many years later, um, I eventually went to Mexico to visit my friend, um, Ariel. And, Mm -hmm. um, when, he asked me where I wanted to go. I told him I wanted to go to a place called um, Teotihuacan, which is like um, mm-hmm. an ancient um, Mexica or like Azteca is the word that um, we use here in America, um, uh-huh. like pyramid area. And so I went there and it was so bizarre because that memory happened mm-hmm in real life. (laughs) Um, and it was exactly the same and it was super, super strange. Um, and so in the past life, well, okay, we're, we're getting there. So, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So I, when we got to like the top of the pyramid, I made like this promise to myself because I'm like a weird nostalgic loser. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, if past lives and future lives and things like that are a thing, I'm going to always return back here. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder if I've already made that promise. And that's why I'm here right now. So you're like, 
you to where you are. Yeah, and so I wanted to write... I, I mean, I can't go into too many details, obviously, but I wanted to write a story that starts out on the peak of that pyramid um, and that kind of deals with, you know, questions about, like, life and death and what happens after death and all kinds of things like that. So that's kind of where it came from. I know that was a long answer, but that's, that's you know, that's where it came from. No, like, the more detailed it is, the better. Yeah, perfect. Yes. And so, like, from writing this, did you learn anything about, like, you know, like, writing skills or um, or in terms of, like, yourself as a person? Was there anything that you learned from writing this? So, I've learned that I – so, I primarily, for people that don't know, I'm primarily, like, a poet, or at least that's what I think of myself. And so – I think you are. Oh, yeah, thank you. And – um. <laughs> And so writing a novel is very, very, very different because mm-hmm. a like writing poems, I can write poems uh, in a matter of five to 10 minutes, like, and they can be, you know, fairly decently long. Whereas a novel, it's like a long-term commitment and you have to yeah. kind of grind through it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, I guess, more like a mosaic where you have to like piece little things together to make like a beautiful picture. Whereas a poem, at least in my experience, is a lot more of a like short burst of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of I'm learning, you know, that I'm really enjoying the like writing process of like a novel. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, I kind of struggled with, I guess, wanting that instant gratification. But mm-hmm. but seeing where it's taking me, I'm very, very excited to continue and uh, finish that up. So. Were you intimidated at all, like, trying to write a novel now that you saw how different it is from writing a poem? Um, Yes. Um, I actually started writing this about a year ago, and then I stopped Mm -hmm. for a complete year. Um, Mm -hmm. Part of that was because I was moving to uh, California, and I had to focus kind of a lot on that. But... Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, I found it very, very intimidating so much so that like for me, the trap that I fell into was, um, I think I'll just write tomorrow. And then I just never did. Like it it literally was a year later and I was like, oh man, I really liked these characters and I feel like they deserved better than what I did to them. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like life happened and just got in the way of trying to write it. Yeah. And I think, um, in a way, and this is just kind of, I guess, how I think it almost, I think I needed to do that, like, year of growing personally to be able to get to that point to where I could, you know, really focus on it. Is there, like, a certain environment you have to, like, be in in order to write? Because I know, like, now that we have a lot of time to be able to pursue other creative (laughs) projects. And (laughs) being at home, did it really help you write more um yes to be honest if this whole situation did not happen i'm not sure that i would be rewriting it um Mm -hmm. and for me and this is the case with poetry and novels and anything else that i write i 99 percent of the time am listening to music um and uh, music plays a very very big part in um pretty much everything I do but I would say especially this story um it's kind of like a 
not to be so like mechanical about it, but it's like a device that I've found mm-hmm. that can really guide the story mm-hmm. because my life at yeah. least has very, very much centered around music. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, um, that's very important to me um, to include in the writing process. You know, now that you mentioned music, I wish I had thought of this question beforehand, but if you were to make like a soundtrack, well, let's not make a playlist right now, but if you were to pick a song or what was the song that you were listening to a lot while writing? And that would be like a theme song, I guess, for your book. That's, it's funny that you say that because I have a playlist for that book. (laughs) It's like a, um, it's a, it's an ongoing playlist, so it keeps getting added. Um, But let me see Mm -hmm. if I had to pick one. Let me see. Well, I guess I'll say this. So the first one is, (laughs) it's, um, okay, so let me start here. So the book is, it deals with a lot of very, very serious issues, but it's also really lighthearted and fun sometimes. And so I'm going to pick like two opposite ends of the spectrum. So, Stars well, flying. it's not that far away. So <laughs> the, the first song you hear about in the book is the one that got away by Katy Perry. Um, yeah. Um, and then Miss Catherine. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> let me see. I would say <laughs> I love that all around me by Flyleaf is on here. That's so funny. Um, let me see. Yes. Yeah, very in touch with God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and honestly, and I, I think you said about something like this, I had no idea that Flyleaf was a Christian band until fully like a few months ago. <laughs> like I, I think, I, I think you may have I been, I think I saw something on Twitter. To... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like the one, was I the one that brought it up? I think so. Or... Because I, I know, I think it was my friend James. Because I said something about Flyleaf, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, Flyleaf. I was like, what's wrong with Flyleaf? And he's like, <laughs> he, like, gave me the whole history. I'm like, did you know that she, like, um, I didn't know this until yesterday. She said that God cured her of homosexuality. Oh. Yeah. Is that what I'm so sick is about? Oh, my God. Are there any Flyleaf fans here? <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be the only honest. song I like. Like, I like, I, I mean, I hate to be like one of those, like, love the art, hate the artist people. But like, to me, like, music is about what it makes you feel. Um, mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to support somebody, that's fine. If I happen to hear that song, I'm not disturbed, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, but, but anyway, so sorry to answer your question. <laughs> um, so on the more lighthearted thing, of uh, uh, way of looking at things, I would say the one that got away by Katy Perry. Um, and then mm-hmm. just a little bit, um, I guess further down, um, would probably be, um, lives by modest mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a little bit more, I guess, in depth. Nothing's wrong with Katy Perry. Well, there's a few things that are wrong with <laughs> Katy Perry, but um, Teenage Dream was amazing. Exactly, yeah. Teenage Dream 
flawless. We'll just um, go with that. Yeah, we're not, we're gonna forget who produced it. Um, and it mm-hmm. was a good album. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, iconic. Yeah, yeah. So, is there a message that you want your readers to take from this book? Um, <laughs> this is gonna sound super like, um, like a lot, but like, don't be afraid. I love a lot. Okay. <laughs> Don't be afraid of life and don't be afraid of death. Hmm. Um, because in my experience, um, I mean, I've experienced uh, <laughs> both uh, extremes, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think not to like make light of things like death and things like that, but I, I personally just really, I don't know. I think the, uh, there's kind of like a beauty in everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I think people need to like embrace all steps of their journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, while they're in transit. (laughs) <laughs> sorry because we're um, all stars <laughs> yeah exactly we're we're all stars i mean according to you know smash mouth yeah um yeah but anyway yeah i hope that answers your question oh so now i hope you put um all star by smash mouth into playlist so this is a spoiler alert it's not gonna be in there oh yeah I'm so sorry. what's the point <laughs> yeah i know let me just burn the book <laughs> the burn book Oh God! This is actually a Mean Girl sequel. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. You're the Regina George. Yeah, exactly. So, where do you see yourself like going from here in terms like if you're writing style? Is it going to affect like your how you're going to write your next novel or even your like poetry? That's hard to answer um, because I would say, um, although I'm writing a novel, I still write. The, you can, I mean, I, or well, at least one of my friends has told me, you, the, the, in his words, the poet jumped out. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, the behavior. You can, yeah. So, I, I'm sure that it will kind of inform me writing my poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have an idea of what I want to do for my next book. I mean, it's totally unrelated. Um, but mm-hmm. after Stars in Transit, I know that I'm going to be finishing up a, another poetry collection, um, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to start working on, I think, a fantasy novel that I've been th- that I've been thinking about. This one, literally, for like what year is it? 2020? Literally for like 12 years. Oh, yeah. So, so like since 2008. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Wow. So where can uh, people get your book? Uh, the You mean Stars in Transit? Yeah, Stars in Transit. So that's a good question. Um, because, so it's still, I'm still, you know, writing it. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I'm still working on that. What I'm going to do um, is I'm going to, uh, once I finish it up, I'm going to talk to some publishers that I've talked to previously about other projects. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cause just to be quite honest with you, poetry is a hard sell, mm-hmm. um, for a lot of people. Yeah. And so, 
um, poetry, that's going to be something that I'm going to have to be working on almost kind of like, you know, open mic nights and stuff like that, that I was, you know, trying to get off the ground before um, all of this happened. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as far as the actual novel, um, I would be looking to get like a literary agent and then kind of go the traditional route with publishing. Mm. And so hopefully... It sounds like a process. Yep, it is. <laughs> well, hopefully we hear more updates on it after this. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you will. You know, get that promo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the promo show. So on to the next segment is we're going to be talking about pet peeve. So we're finally getting into the venti part about venting about <laughs> things. All right. So I do have a list. It's definitely something I want to get off my chest. Okay. All right. <laughs> These are all about me. <laughs> so it's like slight digs, slight yeah. reads. Okay. So the first one I have here is I don't really know what to call it. I always call it like a half stash, but it sounds like it's only a mustache on half your face. But basically, <laughs> like those. <laughs> you, have you ever seen those like mustaches that guys have? I guess I should just point out Justin Bieber that one time. Oh. Um, it's that. That really thin mustache kind of thing, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> there's a guy I used to kind of talk to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to be anything serious. It's more like, you know, just for funsies. Sure. Like, I still am in contact with him, but I do see him now with, like, kind of like that mustache thing going on. It It's, like, totally ruined it for me. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not shaming anyone for it because that's something you can change. You can like either shave it or grow it, but <laughs> I don't really get it. <laughs> it's just kind of a little odd to me. Um, I don't really want any hate coming from this. It's just my opinion. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. Like, do you have any thoughts on it? Like, when you see someone with that kind of like facial hair, I mean, if it's not Justin Bieber, if it's any other guy. Is that it's like facial hair, like usually a thing for you, a turn off, and you um, have your own facial hair. <laughs> I mean, I do for the people that are unaware, I have a beard. Um, but and I did at one time have a mustache. Um, you can go not like that, I actually have you know an actual mustache, yeah. Um, he, he does well, not anymore. I have a beard, but like I had a like an actual full like mustache, but mm-hmm. um. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's like, if that's your thing, whatever, it's not something that I'm into personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, I don't know. For me, facial hair is not something I focus on. Yeah. That's not mm-hmm. one of my big things. I have really weird ones. Like I like noses, like, <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain, not like in a, not like in a like a fetishy way, but like can an urban dictionary this a nose fetish? <laughs> no, no, no. So like I don't know. Like that's something that I just noticed. Um Notice. Yeah, that's Notice. Yeah, yeah, that's something I noticed this. Um yeah. That and like ears for some reason. That's like mm-hmm. the first thing that I see in a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this or if anybody else knew. Was this about the feet? To... Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Exposing me on our own <laughs> show. <laughs> um, I used to have facial hair too. 
Um, oh. I used to have a must- I used to have a mustache. I can grow out a mustache. I did not and know that. I have a, I can have a goatee or whatever you call it. Yeah. But the thing is, like the side of my face gets really patchy. Mm-hmm. So that's so back then. I guess it was like 2012, 2013. I used to grow out a mustache and um, a goatee. But then a lot of people said I look like look like Manny Pacquiao just because we're both Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> and. It wasn't because of him that I hated it, but the more I looked at myself, the more I was like, uh, I don't really like this. Oh, this is I me would in actually, the mirror every day. Because yeah. <laughs> I would <laughs> no, actually trim. Because <laughs> I would actually trim, and then I'd shave my neck and then my my cheeks, because like everywhere else it would be patchy, but I could just grow a mustache and a goatee. And it was just, I don't know what I was thinking at that time. And thankfully, around that time, I was still going to school, but I didn't really have any friends, so... I don't think anybody would have known me around that time. So thank God nobody saw me in that era of my life. (laughs) Was this your art pop era? Yes, it's very experimental. Nobody got it. Yeah, people just weren't ready. Yeah, you know, to quote Christina Aguilera, you know, maybe it's too ahead (laughs) of its time for some people. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, and then I have another thing on my list. I put loud chewing like people like sounds of people eating oh I think you might know this so this is slightly related to that but i'm just gonna add this like amendment and then we can like go forward um okay. i hate when people chew with their mouth open or mm-hmm. how old are you are you three years old absolutely not i can't stand oh my god i'm so sorry we just opened up a can of worms it, it bothers me so much anyway what were you saying <laughs> Are you okay? Since I hate like loud chewing, slurping of any kind, or seeing people eat, like eating with someone like out at a restaurant, like that's different, obviously. But there is a certain type of way that people will eat that will bug me. Like if it's just loud, or if I can just like see your food in your mouth. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen these videos called mukbangs. I I absolutely have of course yeah I I don't get it like it's one of my worst my worst pet peeves of seeing people eat and I don't really know why it's a trend I am gonna be honest with you for some reason I enjoy it (laughs) I don't know why um I can't explain it some people like ASMR Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a little bit, but like, I don't know. There's something about like, I don't know what the psychology is of it, but I kind of, I kind of like mukbangs. I see. This is where we end. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice knowing you. I mean, yeah, you know what? You can go watch people eat. I'm, I'm gonna go like silently eat. Okay. <laughs> go look at feet. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Exposing myself here. I'm very transparent. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, transparent. Um, I don't like it when people, like, I've talked about, oh, I mean, I don't really know a whole lot of, um, I guess, I don't have a lot of, like, straight friends. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, I'm very transparent when I talk about issues. Um, so this isn't any, this isn't directed towards any of my friends, but it is from someone I used to work with a while back. Um, so this is kind of a long story, I guess. Uh, well, we'll see. Okay. Um, 
So I used to know someone from an old job of mine. Um, she was talking about how her and her friends, they were really sad about um, one of their friends uh, who was transitioning at the time. And I just didn't say anything. I was just kind of listening to her. And I knew that she didn't mean it in any malicious way, but she was saying something along the lines of, you know what, we're really sad now because this is a friend that we knew for a long time and now things are different. And it kind of bugged me, like like hearing someone, you know, that's not in that spectrum or in that community. Yeah. Like talking about like how hurt she and her friends felt. I mean, because, like, they weren't the ones that were going through all that. It was their friend. So, if anything, you know, their friend should pro- would probably feel kind of bad that their friend, that people they call their friends are thinking that way, like, feeling personally, like, hurt yeah. over that situation. That is very strange. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that that person, that old coworker of mine said that things are different now even though like she showed us pictures of her friend um, because her friend was very into like baseball. Um, And then even now, like she showed us like, you know, pictures like them, they've already like transitioned and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Her friend, she was at a baseball game and I was thinking, well, your friend still likes all the same things that you do. Like you guys all still like baseball. So I'm not sure why, why transitioning is going to be different for all of you. Right. So I guess my pet peeve, pet peeve is um basically people outside of like the lgbtq plus community i guess straight people i don't want to get roasted now um, as <laughs> like if, putting the two cents as <laughs> if straight people are listening to this and if you if you guys do and you don't take any offense to it i'm really happy i'm i'm applauding you i'm not <laughs> on that yeah um so yeah basically people like out of you know like they put their two cents into issues that don't necessarily affect them and that they're not familiar with or they're not they're not going to understand that person's point of view and i don't know like basically like speaking over other people's issues it also ties into that because it kind of bugs me when i've talked about some of my issues you know growing up queer and then hearing some people try it, like some straight coworkers before has tried to like relate to it, but in a way it's not really relating to me. So I don't know. It's just a little weird. It's kind of like, well, let me speak first <laughs> kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of pet peeves do you have that you've been thinking of? Um. See, I think a lot of... See, I don't get irritated very easily. Um, well, I don't know. That's You're... why you stand. That's why you can stand me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. It takes a lot to irritate me. I feel like, um, but ge- like my things are very general. So like, if you're mm-hmm. rude to people in the customer service industry, or like, oh, yeah. you know, um, or you know you know, waiters or waitresses or anything like that. I, mm-hmm. I cannot, like, I'm not somebody who's like, Oh, I can't believe she's doing that. And like, still be their friend. No, I fully mm-hmm. will not be your friend. If you treat people like that, like mm-hmm. it irritates me so much. Um, 
yeah, it's ugh. yeah, it, it's kind of like I've had some friends that were kind of rude for like not necessarily rude in like customer service, but they've had some like they've had like um you know some interesting opinions on things. Um, like say for instance, like I've had. I was actually hanging out with some old friends like maybe a month or two ago from high school. We went out to go for dinner and one of them, he was a friend that I've known since like ninth grade now. Mm-hmm. So time, and like he mentions a couple like jokes with some colorful language. I'll just leave it at that. I knew that like maybe like 10 years ago it's something I would have laughed at because I would have been a dumb like 17 year old it's like uh uh-huh it's like it was like a different climate for for people to tell jokes you know like without any Mm -hmm. kind of consequence and he just mentioned those kind of jokes and it was it was just kind of weird to me because i was just sitting in the car and i couldn't really call him out for it because i felt like it's it's really easy to say like you know you can call out a friend for saying something you know rude or offensive but in that moment i felt like I couldn't say anything just because we were already I already like drove all the way to their house and we were like driving to dinner so I didn't really want to make it awkward on the way to dinner yeah but it was just so weird to me to be in that situation and feel like I was in high school because I mean if I said something they might have just called me like said I was like boring or something or like or like I don't know, maybe PC. I really hate that term, actually. <laughs> I um, do too. Yeah, so everybody said like it was PC or too sensitive or something. But I mean, I just want to say like, you know, maybe I just grew out of it. You know, I got to know new people and learn like different experiences about, um, you know, what you can and can't say, and like just being like more careful with my words. I mean, because I've looked back on stuff I've said in high school and. Yeah, I mean, I've said a lot of offensive stuff, and I do take fault in what I said before, but it's just still weird seeing people with that same kind of humor still in this day and age. Oh, yeah. And also, let me piggyback on that a little bit, because this just made me mm-hmm. think of something. I mm-hmm. hate when people... Um, so, and I'm not saying that this is what you're saying, but I hate when people get caught... Um, in saying something like racist literally like two years ago and they're mm-hmm. like oh it was you know it was different back then we blah 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 I grew up like mm-hmm. this I grew up like that let me tell you something I grew up in rural northern Alabama <laughs> um, and yeah <laughs> I know you knew that but the yeah get ready folks yeah, yeah so okay I have absolutely never said like the n-word or any racial slurs or anything like that Mm -hmm. um because (laughs) because guess what i'm a human and i know that it's bad and it makes people feel bad now i'm Mm -hmm. not saying that i've never said anything that you know i don't regret or anything like that i'm obviously not perfect but Mm -hmm. when people are like oh no it was different i just uh you guys are just taking it too serious no 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 I grew up in a, like a, not that, you know, California has, you know, its own issues and stuff like that as well. The whole world does, Mm -hmm. but 
the 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 area that I grew up in was like like the racism was like pervasive. It was in your face all the time, awful, um, or at least you know just under the surface. Um, and so I just I don't I don't um, I don't subscribe to that. Do I think people can change and like you know grow up and do? Sure, absolutely, great. But don't don't apologize just because you got caught. Mm-hmm. Apologize because you've grown and you mm-hmm. realize, like, b- because you are ashamed that you ever felt that way. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know. That's just something that's always bothered me. You know, like thinking back on like the stuff I used to say. I guess I just said it because I want to be kind of edgy and like not necessarily tough, but like I'm not really sure what my mindset was. I mean, like I guess when you're a teenager, you just say a lot of dumb shit. So I mean, I guess it's just it's just like kind of hard to like pinpoint like why some of us would say the things we did back then. It's like the only thing I guess we can do is like own up to you know what we said before, and then like I guess I sound like a YouTube apology video. <laughs> we learn and grow. <laughs> oh my god, I was in a dark place, and since it's a podcast, you can't see my lip quiver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Um. Uh. Um. Um. Sorry. Start off with a we're deep not, sigh. We're not talking about anyone yeah. specifically. Okay, yeah, I'm just kidding. We are okay. This event, venti. <laughs> this is what we do. Oh my God. Yeah, I think another pet peeve of mine is, I think I just have a lot of high expectations for things, and then it's like something I, I guess I can control like how I expect something, like of anything that happens, like whether it's a movie or a video game especially a video game I just purchased, not Animal Crossing, but something else. I had very high expectations. Of, <laughs> I, think I know, you know what this is. I recently bought Resident Evil 3 and going into it, I knew it was going to be really short, but there's a lot of stuff from the game that was cut because it's a remake of the game. It reached my expectations, but it didn't exceed it. I, I see. I feel like I don't like it when things are just hit the bare minimum for me. Even though I felt like yeah. when I was in school, I just did the bare minimum. <laughs> but I guess yeah. with anything I consume, I'm fine if it hits expectations. But if you're building it up to be something, or I guess if in my head, if I was building it up to be something, um, it's kind of like on me to not expect that much from it. I guess same with people, you know, like if you have an idea of someone and you're, in your head and you don't act that way that's kind of on you i guess that you think of that same with like how some people think of me it's like your idea of what i am in your head is not necessarily what i am so i guess like that applies to any aspect of life or like anything you consume oh that got really deep (laughs) i was gonna say whoa you're still in the process of um finishing up um, stars in transit Hopefully you'll let us know more information on it, future episodes. And, you know, like, is there any, I know you have other books as well, like for your poetry. Is, is there any way like other, like listeners and um, fans 
can purchase our region. Absolutely. <laughs> so what you can do um, is if you follow me on um, stars on uh, Instagram um, or Twitter, I'm stars in transit. Mm-hmm. Just send me a direct message. You can Venmo me some money, mm-hmm. and I can send it right to you. Slide into his DMs for some poetic justice. Absolutely. Uh, so until next time, bye. Bye. <laughs> I'd love to take a moment to thank Anchor for providing us a platform to produce and distribute our podcast. Anchor is an amazing platform where you can create your podcast as easy as one, two, three, and it provides you all the tools necessary to create, record, and publish. Thank you once again.